0: So that's one factor which is sort of a linchpin, whether somebody succeeds, because the fact is when you work in functional medicine, you can't just go work on this and then you'll be fine. You literally have to pinpoint every single area that might be out of balance in order to bring that balance all into one line.
1: Welcome to the Wellnesshood podcast, a place where curious individuals like you gather to explore the diverse realms of wellness. Here, we're going to share... Learn and hopefully inspire one another on our journey to reach our best version.
2: Hi, how are you today? It's Monza here. Have you ever had one of those moments when life has this incredible way of throwing you surprises when you least expect it? Has this happened to you? Some call it coincidence, I like to call it synchronicity, and others can call it as well divine incidents. Call it whatever you like. I think the most important thing is that these moments lead you to happy discoveries. That's the important thing. Let me tell you a little bit more, and then you'll connect the dots. So let me take you back to a school fair. If you don't have children and never been to a school fair, picture a big event room with a lot of different stalls offering different things, like a market. And generally what you find in there is food, some treats, toys, kids' clothes, jewelry maybe. But this time it was different. What was there in between the hustle and bustle, it was Joe, certified functional medicine health coach and personal trainer. She totally catch my eye, not only because she was offering amazing healthy treats, I still remember those yummy brownies with no sugar, also because the passion and how amazing she was getting her knowledge and discussing more about her functional approach. So we instantly click, I'll say. And soon Joe's name began to pop everywhere. And it was no wonder why. I think she embodies dedication, passion, and knowledge. And on top of this, she's great fun too. So all this kind of evolved, and we started to get to know each other. We started to go out for dinner with our fellow health coaches. I also sweated out with her on her bootcamps that she runs in Kedridges every Tuesday and Thursday. And now I think we just give a call to each other whenever needed. So, I got a feeling this is just the beginning. Obviously, what this means to you is that today I'm thrilled to introduce you, Joe, a force of nature on a mission to transform lives. As she said herself, a healthier, happier you is within reach, and believe me when I say that she knows how to help you to get there. So today, Joe is going to introduce us the world of functional medicine. And given her amazing knowledge and how well she explains things, I got a feeling you will see Joe back here to cover other topics soon. So get ready to be inspired and learn with Joe.
3: Hi, Joe. How are you today? I'm good. Yes, I would love for people to get to know you a little bit more. So why don't you share with us where you come from, a bit about you, and
0: what drives you to coaching and functional medicine? Well, I come originally from the UK as probably sound like I'm from the UK. I have lived in Asia for the last, well, on and off for about 18 years. I was in the corporate world working in an office every day until I had my kids. And then my eldest son started showing issues, neurological issues, and sort of pulled me into an area where I needed to help him. So I decided to work on his gut health. So I became very sort of focused on treating him for candida overgrowth and SIBO. And so that sort of Made opened my eyes to the world of functional medicine and realising that it's not all about training somebody on occupational therapy, but actually you have to look into the root of what's going on inside that person who's feeding their neurotransmitter. When, while that was happening, I think the stress of having to go through the process and previous years of hard work in a corporate industry. I then also got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune illness where your own immune system attacks your thyroid. Now your thyroid sets your metabolism to your every cell in your body. And so everything started slowing down for me. And I needed to then put my own knowledge from what I was doing with my son to myself. And so I started training on functional medicine, first for IIN to do health coaching. And then actually three years ago, I started doing my functional medicine training and qualified at the end of last year. So personal experience of really digging down and finding the root of our issues. And I'm happy to say my son is now 15, six foot two and basically thriving amazingly. So it's worked well. And I myself, my Hashimoto's antibodies have decreased dramatically and I'm on the other side of it now. So it's really good. And he is the living proof of how good functional medicine and how important it is for people to use it in order to regain their health.
3: What an amazing story. I have heard it before, but it just, I, I know you, i seen your son. It's <laughs> yeah, I mean, just amazing how I'm sure you went through a horrible time at the time, but what a gift, right? Because now yeah. you have such an amazing understanding and how you've been able to sort of like make it work. To me, that's just beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And how you even take it further. And now you're having that impact in so many other people. That's even better. So... That's what I totally appreciate your time being here, because I think there's a lot that we want to learn today. Thank Let's you. start with the basics. Let's go back to the basics, because I'm sure that maybe not everybody knows what functional medicine means. So what is functional medicine and
0: how it's different from the traditional Western medicine? Okay well when we work on a functional level we are looking for the cause or the we call it the root cause of somebody's illness or and it tends to be from an imbalance either through the gut or some sort of neurotransmitter imbalance but it, a lot of it goes back to the gut When you look at the root cause, you can then resolve the issue. Most medicine is if you go to an allopathic doctor, you would go in, you would talk about your symptoms, and they would tend to prescribe you with some sort of medication to help you to deal with the symptoms. They're not actually looking at the root cause. And the problem is with allopathic medicine nowadays is the fact that you just don't have the time and they aren't trained in looking for that root cause. So Functional medicine looks at blood work, but doesn't look within reference range, looks at what is happening within that reference range and can see nuances on, and we'll look for say nutritional markers. And we've got other testing, say stool testing, GI Map, or Dutch testing for hormones. And it really gets to the understanding of what is the underlying cause of why this person and it could be something totally separate our bodies every single part of our bodies are interconnected and so somebody may be having heart palpitations but it could be related to their adrenals somebody may be low in b vitamins and they're feeling peripheral neuropathy rather than Finding out why are they low, well, we would like to understand why are they low in B vitamins. Could it be related to their gut health, as in they're not digesting well and they're not taking the B vitamins? So it's all about that interconnectedness and puzzle piecing and then working from building from the ground up rather than just taking a drug to hide the symptoms. Exactly. So it's not treating the
3: symptoms, it's more understanding the root. And by solving the root, everything else will it fall into place, way. isn't it? That makes a beautiful sense. So Tell us a little bit more of that process. How does it work? I mean, how does a patient come to you and how do you read? You mentioned already about uh, using some of the tools, the tests that you use physically,
0: but slightly different, right? So we can work in different ways, depending on what people want, how deep people want to go. It all starts off with a symptom questionnaire and a health history. And I wouldn't want that person to sit down and probably spend an hour or two hours really downloading information about their life, even things that they don't think are relevant from their childhood, say they kept on getting infections or nasal infections as a child. They took a lot of antibiotics. So we look through the history and we see what has happened in their life. And also then we look at symptoms. Now, symptoms can be from nasal congestion to ba- to overt gut symptoms to migraines. And we then pull them into, and I map them. I've been trained with the School of Applied Functional Medicine to map and really drill down into the symptoms and how they interconnect and adding those together. I then look at blood work, if they've got any blood work. Some clients, I had a lady the other day, she sent me 23 years of blood work. But Some blood work, which was nearly 20 years old, came up with something that was so important that actually is reflecting on what's happening now. And so I tend to say, send me as much blood work as you can. I then map it all out and I add it in. And that's all part of the puzzle piece. If we feel somebody's got overt gut issues, then I can run a GI max dual test. And that will tell us whether there's any, what the balance of the good bacteria to the bad bacteria, whether there's any pathogenic overgrowths, whether there's candida, which can be terribly effective on causing really strong brain fog in people and is a fungal infection of the gut and then also it tells us what the digestive secretions are for that person and whether they've got a a good immune system in the gut and so getting all that information which I order through Nordic and they send the tests off to Europe it takes a few weeks but we pull everything together and then I meet with the client we talk further about their Sometimes a client will not realize and not even write down information. And then you come into the meeting and they suddenly, oh, yes, well, this happened so so years ago. And then I send afterwards a long email describing what the, the dynamics I feel that are causing the issues, together with lifestyle modifications and handouts and ideas for supplements that might help. And that will be like my initial intro with them. Then after that, if they feel that they want guidance through it, I then pull them into a three to four month coaching program. But some people want to just be mapped and then go and do their own thing. It just all depends. I think being in a coaching program, things change from week to week as you make lifestyle changes. And so you find in say one month to the next that a completely new set of needs are needing to be met. So we work through that and very fulfilling. The changes you see in people are quite dramatic and it's really, really rewarding. I can imagine. So
3: basically what I hear is that the approach is really different than going to a normal GP, because all of a sudden you have this holistic view, then you're almost like trying to look at a broader picture of the person. It's not just that a specific area or a specialization, it's more like, as you say, the mapping and just putting it all together. And from there, find out what those root causes can be and which direction to go. So I see how rewarding that is when you touch real people's life. And as you say, I think in the gut, there's a lot starting in the gut, and we all know the importance of the gut. So tell us more about the role that nutrition plays in the functional medicine, and how can dietary changes impact
0: the overall health and wellness? Oh, gosh. Well, there's a lot of different dietary changes that you can make. One, it depends where they're coming from. So you could have a client who comes and who eats a very good diet naturally, but they have reached a point where, say, they've had some level, we call it, enhanced intestinal permeability. That's a posh way of calling it leaky gut. So if we've got two levels. You've got one person who might come to you with terrible food habits. They eat all processed food, drinking Diet Cokes all day, alcohol all night. That is a very different story to somebody who comes to you who's actually got quite a healthy diet, but they may have other imbalances that are making them feel well. So every person is unique. I tend to try and work with the client on what can they do and how they can do it to make those changes so they're not impossible to do. As the IIN ethos is adding in, And crowding out the bad stuff. That's what I tend to do. If somebody has a leaky gut, as in it looks obvious that they're getting lots of bloating and their digestion doesn't seem to be working and their bowel movements aren't very regular, then pretty much every single person I speak to who has leaky gut, I advise them to cut out gluten. Now, that can be a little bit of a tough subject for some people because I think they feel that gluten is a key food group, which it is not. I like people to get back to basics. Focus on really good quality protein, lots of vegetables, making sure that they're chewing the food really well. Eating hygiene is a key thing, because actually, if you can change your reaction to a food by eating in a slow, mindful manner versus eating in a rush and throwing the food down and not chewing it properly, because our body will only be sent the messages that they should be digesting their food when you're eating in a slow manner. So we work on all aspects. The nutrition is a key part of it, but it's dependent on where they are in that food ethos is the way I work with them. And I find meeting the plant where they're at and taking it slowly and steadily is the best way forward.
3: Makes a lot of sense. I'm going to ask a question. I don't know how you're going to manage to do it in a concise manner, because I'm (laughs) sure it's, it's a whole podcast if we go deep into it. But Obviously, and you mentioned it when you were talking before as well. I mean, we're talking about food, we're talking about what we put in inside, but also all the bacteria that we have in our gut, right? That plays a key factor in
0: our health and wellness. So, tell us a bit more about this. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing I forgot to tell you is why I would advise giving up, stopping gluten. That's one thing. I just need to fill in that hole because I've got. So, the reason why I would ask somebody to stop eating gluten is because gluten triggers the release of zonulin which basically causes the gut to become leaky so gluten in itself is a processed food you can't really get gluten in any way but processed but it also causes the leaky gut which is the thing that basically can be a key factor in autoimmune illnesses and a lot of autoimmune illnesses so that's the reason why i want to cut out gluten from most people who have bloating issues. Now, our bacteria, our bodies have 10 times more bacteria in them than we do have our own cells. So we are full of bacteria that work in conjunction with us. We have a symbiotic relationship. They help us to actually assimilate nutrients from our diet. We couldn't get vitamin K from our diet without them. And vitamin K is really important when it comes to bone health. So The key thing is to make sure we feed the bacteria the right diet so that they flourish, the good bacteria. You can feed bacteria the processed food and then you get the wrong bacteria. So that's half the reason why having really nutritious, lovely vegetables feeding the good bacteria helps to promote better, more bacteria, and then helps promote things like weight loss. There have been studies on people who have low microbial diversity in their guts, and they put on weight more easily than people who have a very good wide bacterial diversity. So it's really important that we look after them. And the problem is, is antibiotics being prescribed to the world for everything under the sun nowadays is actually causing issues with reducing those good bacteria, because it doesn't just pick the bad bacteria that happens to be causing you your illness it also eradicates all the good stuff so actually coming away from taking antibiotics needing to take a really good quality probiotics and lots of them at the same time as taking the antibiotics is the way forward you can't just stick to oh i'll do it later that makes a lot of sense and let me just go back (laughs) Um, just one more question
3: on gluten so i think we close a nice circle in there You mentioned as well that there's a little bit of a misunderstanding with the gluten, because a lot of people think we need carbohydrates for energy. And then obviously there's this gluten equals carbohydrates. But do we need carbohydrates? And then what type of
0: carbohydrates would be good for us? Yes, we do need carbohydrates, but vegetables are full of carbohydrates. And they're the good carbohydrates. Pasta carbohydrate, a bread carbohydrate, basically breaks down into starch, which is a sugar in the body. It doesn't add anything. What we Mm. want is carbohydrates combined with lots of fiber, which is what you have in vegetables. And that slows that peak of, in order to absorb a carbohydrate into the body and to use it for energy, it needs to have insulin produced. Because carbohydrates break down to sugars, glucose needs to have insulin to store and use it. So carbohydrates, when I talk about eating low carb diet, if I'm ever with somebody who happens to say they have, you can see they may be insulin resistant or on the borderline of type two diabetic, we talk about cutting down on the processed carbohydrates. I never stop them from eating the widest variety of vegetables under the sun. In fact, I tell clients to eat half their plate full of vegetables and to have three or four on a plate every single meal. Breakfast, maybe not so much, but even so, I do even like, say, some leafy greens with vegetables protein no carbs at breakfast thank you very much or no processed carbs at breakfast if we can have some a really nutty granola with some berries great or if we can have say seed crackers my favorite food with say some poached eggs and some leafy greens and some smoked salmon oh my gosh that's the most delicious start to the day makes a lot of sense so, other than nutrition, which we could talk of
3: forever, and there's so much deeperness that we can go, but I want to keep it just an introduction to functional medicine. We need more time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we think beyond nutrition, right, what else? What are the other life factors that functional okay. medicine
0: takes on account? Key factors that spring to mind immediately are stress. Working through stress is something that I'd have to deal with with a lot of clients. And actually, this is part of what happened with me was I love the stressy exercise. I became very sort of into running and boot camps. And actually, that is a stress on the body that can take away stress. Your stress hormone cortisol needs to be nice and strong throughout the day in order to manage stress levels throughout the day. And if you do too much or if you're emotionally stressed a lot of the time, and then you do a lot of exercise, and a lot of working out in high cardio, you actually end up depleting your stress and depleting your adrenals and depleting your cortisol levels. So that's one factor, which is sort of a linchpin, whether somebody succeeds, because the fact is, when you work in functional medicine, you can't just go work on this, and then you'll be fine. You literally have to pin point every single area that might be out of balance in order to bring that balance all into one line. Mm. So stress, working on changing people's perception of what is good in the exercise department. So if somebody has got a very high stress level job, they probably want to do yoga when they get home of an evening. They don't want to be going for an eight mile run. Working on people's sleep is another really big thing. Trying to get people to get into bed before 10 o'clock and not watch a horror movie just before bedtime is really very important. We detox overnight, all our memories become embedded. It's an incredibly important time of the day. And chronically sleep deprived people actually can get very sick. And I think that's one of the key areas that we have to work on. Exercise movement, making sure it's the right movement for what you are. I think ladies as they get into their sort of late 40s and 50s, and I do have quite a few clients, in that age range, trying to continue to do really strong workouts actually may benefit from just doing some really good, because I'm actually a personal trainer as well, so it's in my, is to do strength training using light weights and uh, high reps, and just getting the muscles to be strengthened so that they can support our bones, because as we go through menopause, some people do can fall prey to osteoporosis because of the drop in estrogen and the low fat world which was back in the 80s where everyone was told don't eat fat can be quite detrimental to people's bone health so adding in good fats and then also doing strength training really is good for the bones
3: it's about juggling it all isn't it i mean we, we could dead. deep dive on yes. those and sort of like talk lies you talk a stress you talk a sleep you talk movement you talk what else did you say movement as in exercise and, and what is right for you i think it's, it's not just about doing it it's just that bio-individualism, isn't it? It's like because each person is a wall and each person may tolerate things in different manners. So I'm sure you see that a lot, right? There's not yeah. a one fits all.
0: Absolutely not. Another thing I was thinking about is toxicity. So that's mm-hmm. something that have... People don't realize, I mean, we're living in a world where there's a lot more toxins and our ability to detoxify is also something that has been compromised through the fact that we've got so many toxic insults on our bodies on a daily basis. So I tend to work through looking at people's toxin sort of intake to a certain degree, but also their ability to detoxify their B vitamins, all part of that. So that's another part there's everyone's individual and you'll find that everyone will have some part of those different areas that will need to be looked into and addressed and then once we've gone through it we can move on to the next area. makes sense and that will be what you're mapping us. Is that right? Would you be touching all those
3: areas and sort of yeah. understanding where are the actions? That's absolutely fantastic. And then tell us a bit more like once you map and once you have a clear picture of, of that client, how do you move into the action, and what works best? Because we all know the theory, right? But <laughs> yes. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I think talking through the reason the SAFM teaches us to educate, inspiration, and empower. So education, inspiration, empowerment. So I want my client to understand why they are doing certain things. Telling somebody go off and do this and not giving them any reason behind it really can lead to people not staying on track. So I do provide information to my clients and I send them podcasts, which I've got lovely Dr. Chatterjee, Feel Better Live More. Are quite, he does such amazing podcasts because they're all about different subject matters. And so you could dip in any of those and find something that could hit home. So it's tapping into that person's real understanding of why they're doing it. So once they're educated, they can then be inspired. And so they then actually spread the love. What I find a lot is my clients tend to refer me to their friends because they're going, oh my gosh, this is so... They're learning all these amazing things and it's actually transformative. So they learn all this interesting information, they then get inspired and then when they finish the program, they are literally empowered and they want to continue doing it. The way they feel is so much better that they don't want to go back to that person that I first met. So yeah, it's very inspirational. I mean, I recently have taken on a mother and a daughter, or well, not recently, about three months ago, and both are doing so well now. And it brings a tear to my eye when I see how different they are. You know, it's amazing. Well,
3: that's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, that transformation and you see the people that come to you probably not knowing where they are and knowing what they wanted, but not how or what is it, or yeah. what causes, to sort of like that journey, understanding themselves, get inspired, and then being ambassadors of, of that. Healthy life and feeling good. So, you are a vivid example. And that's where I started with you, your son, yourself. And you just mentioned briefly about this example of the mother and daughter. Is there any other success
0: stories that you would like to share? Obviously, Mm -hmm. with confidentiality, but just a way to inspire. Because of my history of the Hashimoto's, I have got quite a few Hashimoto's clients. And there is one lady who literally had Hashimoto's antibodies of over 3,000. And they're now down to under 400 and actually going pretty much in that direction. And seeing her from who she was at the beginning, the level of tenacity in her that made it work. To a certain degree, actually, she was an easy person because she was just determined to get it done. And sometimes if that person is so dedicated to the cause because they really feel it, it's an easier job than somebody who literally has to be persuaded to these things. But that's really half my job is to get people to understand why is it happening? So yeah, numerous. I can imagine.
3: I could be talking to you all day, Joe, because uh, I think you're a wealth of knowledge and you have <laughs> so much experience and it's just you explain it in a way that it's understandable, it's inspirational. I just absolutely love it. But this is our first one, you know. So it's just it's an introduction. It's yeah. just to sort of get people to know a little bit more and have a bit more clarity on functional medicine and what you do because I think who does it and how that is done, it's more important. And I think you are an amazing Example of how we should be done. Anything else you want to share about functional
0: medicine that we haven't touched? Covered a lot. It's all about the focus on understanding how amazing our bodies are and that they have a natural instinct to healing. They want to heal. So when you give it the right messages, it will heal.
3: And then also, I think another important part as well is being ready for
0: that journey, right? Because I think you can't persuade somebody into it. The education piece does help. But if somebody's not willing to make the change, and it is change, you have to be embrace change, which isn't as hard as you think when you've got all the right tools given to you. And that's when your magic happens. Yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> I finish with everyone with one question. And the question is, do you have a daily wellness practice? So what is
0: yours? I have a couple, movement pretty much every day in some form whatsoever, either yoga, I do training of boot camps, I also love to walk. But my other one, which is, it's my me time at the end of the day, is my Epsom salt baths with some essential oils. And I have one pretty much every night. In fact, I've just found a place where I could buy 25 kilos. Of Epsom salts. And we went to collect it at the weekend. I was so happy. (laughs) But Epsom salts are great because they are magnesium sulfate. Now, magnesium is incredible for body relaxation, and the sulfur is really helpful for detox. So you're basically absorbing it through your skin because actually, your skin is one big mouth. So anything you put on your skin, if it's a toxic brand that's just full of fake perfumes, then that is absorbed into your body and you have to detoxify it. But when you get into a lovely Epsom salt bath, you're absorbing that magnesium and the sulfur and it's actually really boosting your detox, but you're also calming yourself. So it helps with sleep at night. That's something I suggest a lot of my clients to do if they have any gut issues, because it also passes that need to go through the gut. And if they're not absorbing things as well, then they get it through the skin.
3: How many things have we learned in only a half an hour <laughs> conversation? It's absolutely. And you know what? I just received my Epsom song. I've never done it. Yes. But, and We didn't talk about this before. So it's just random coincidence, but I'm going to go for it. It's just it's yeah. Just here. It's not 25. I'm starting with a smaller pack. You <laughs> I'd use that in one box. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. Any final thoughts? Anything else you want to share? No, oh, thank you. It's been lovely chatting,
0: Monse. Really lovely
3: thank you thank you so much for your time and as i say i think we could talk for hours but let's just break it in pieces so that's the first one thank you joe for your time absolutely
0: loving
1: it thank you bye thank you for joining us on the wellness hood today if you're as intrigued by today's conversation as we are and want to dive deeper or connect with our guests visit our website at www.thewellnesshood.com there you'll find links to our guest work articles and ways to connect with us on social media. Your thoughts, questions and suggestions are essential to shaping our future episodes. Let's co-create a space that resonates with your interests and empowers your wellness journey. We truly appreciate your support and can't wait to have you back with us for our next chat. Until then, take care and consider adding one little thing to your life that makes you feel better.